it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Our writers like to kick things off with something super interesting. And if you're a guy or a gal in a relationship, there's always that thought, what would our babies look like? Would they be beautiful? Would they be ugly? Well, first of all, I think all babies are just gorgeous. But if you want to know for sure, guess what? There's now an app for that. It's called Remini. And it's going super viral. And to try it out, you just download it from your favorite app store for your phone. And then there's something called the AI Photo Generator. And that's where the baby making magic happens. So what you do is you select eight photos, at least eight photos. If you can do 10 or 12, that's better, of you and your significant other. And then suddenly, poof, you see exactly what your little cherubs are going to look like. Now, here's the deal. I'd make a joke about the app, but you probably read it before get it read it or oh i know tough crowd hey listen it's gonna get better i promise oh about that app just want to let you know it's free for three days so and after that get how guess how much it costs you ready for it ten dollars a week oh my gosh ten dollars a week so make sure that you definitely uh cancel and you remove the app within those three days hey listen i'm kim commando of course america's beloved digital goddess here with you it's the biggest show it's the best show it's the most trusted show about all things digital and get ready to boost up that tech game because tech is the secret sauce in everything that we do and if you're a first-time listener a big friendly welcome to you and if you're a regular listener hey welcome back you know what i missed you i know that i haven't seen you all week uh we're just thrilled to have you with us we're just thrilled to have you with us and of course the ride is on over 420 top stations throughout the united states and i'm streaming in your favorite radio app just search for my last name commando of course but if you're looking for a podcast or webcast without commercials, that's when you head over to the Commando community. And there's this big, shiny yellow button in the upper right-hand corner, and you just sign up there. And you get a free trial for 30 days, and after that, it's just a few bucks a month. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving over 375,000 U.S. service members in 175 countries and 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. And to everybody who I met in the Coast Guard a few weeks ago who said, I listened to you, love that. And a big salute again goes out to you guys and gals. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. I'm sure you have a few questions about something digital in your life that I can lend a hand to. And it's one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you're just too shy to come on a big time show and podcast, hey, I get that. You can always drop me your questions over on the website. And that button is called Email Kim. See, some things in tech actually makes sense. All right. Every single day, I just scour the web. I go to at least 30 different websites to make sure that we're both up to date on everything that's happening in the tech verse. And this is part of the show where I like to tell you about five things you need to know. And we're going to start with the most wonderful time of the year. No, I'm not talking about Christmas in July. Well, almost. Amazon Prime Day it was this past week, and they had low prices on just about everything. Now, it has become one of the biggest shopping events of the year. It's actually almost a national holiday, I think. All right, maybe we should get days off. It was uh, July 11th and 12th. So guess how much people spent on Amazon those two days. Now, remember, we are in the middle of, we still have inflation. Some people are still talking about recession. People are losing jobs. How much have we spent? $12 billion. Oh, my gosh. That's up 6% from last year. Another surge is the buy now, pay later. 
That was almost $1 billion for Amazon. 7% of all purchases were buy now, pay later. So the top selling item, you ready for it? Appliances, then housekeeping, electronics. But what was the top selling item of all? You ready? Temptations, cat treats. Okay, cat treats, that's right. Uh, Next up was the Amazon Fire Stick and then Liquid IV. So what you can discern of all this is that Amazon Prime members, they love their cats, they watch TV a lot, and they need a cure for hangovers. All right, moving on to number two, an unbelievable story about an Amazon delivery driver and a ring doorbell. Wow, you gotta listen to this. While a guy was delivering a package to a Baltimore customer, the Amazon driver claimed that when he rang the ring doorbell, he was greeted with a racist slur. And without notifying the customer, Amazon just said, okay, we're just gonna cut you off of everything. So they shut down the customer's doorbell, security cameras, his Amazon Echo account, for about a week. So security footage proved that it was the doorbell itself that spoke to the driver and that racist slur, it was, excuse me, can I help you? And the Amazon driver was wearing earbuds at the same time. So now the homeowner says he's reevaluating his whole reliance on Amazon. And I just hope that Amazon driver got a kick in the pants for that. Uh, Number three, talking about the heat, it's a heat wave. And I live in Phoenix, as you well know, and they were smack dab in the middle of our summer. And then I read this report about what if there was a two-day blackout in Phoenix, Arizona? What would happen? Uh, Well, the results are pretty startling. They say that about 800,000 folks are going to end up needing medical help. And the problem in the Phoenix area is that there's only 3,000 hospital beds. But blackouts happen all across the country. And so what you want to do is make sure that you are totally prepared. You know, have an emergency kit ready to go, things like flashlights, uh, battery-powered hand crank radios, first aid kits, a cooler, uh, any meds that you take for a week, and uh, beer. Yes, lots and lots of beer. Uh, Moving on to number four, it's a new sensation. That's right. If you had to pick one piece of tech that you just got so totally frustrated about, which what would it be? Would it be your computer? Would it be a printer? Well, now across the country, people are opening what they're calling rage rooms. That's right. For a minimum of $120, you can spend 30 minutes breaking things to your heart's content. And you know what the most popular item for people to destroy? You know what it is? It's a printer. That's right. The Washington Post, they wrote a whole report about this, and going all Hulk smash on a printer can be dangerous. In fact, some local governments are saying you can't smash printers because they got a lot of stuff on the inside. Even the old printers might have some lead, mercury, and other toxic materials. Definitely something that you don't want around, which reminds me of a joke that you're going to want to tell your family members and friends. You ready for it? What did the printer say when it ran out of paper? What did the printer say when it ran out of paper? Anyone? Oh, sheet. That's right. And finally, this coming in, a day in the life of the baby. That's right. It's a little game. Seems to be happening all over TikTok. Uh, It's called a day in the life videos, and they're catching on big time. And some show a day in the life of dogs. Some people with, like, really unique jobs. Uh, There's a guy on YouTube, not on TikTok, by the way. I don't know if you've checked him out, but he's in Atlanta. And all he does is he drives his uh, tow truck around. (laughs) Barry was telling me about it. He's like obsessed with watching this guy drive a tow truck around Atlanta. And I guess 
Maybe he needs another hobby. Anyway, let's go back to TikTok. Uh, babies are the big thing on TikTok, baby videos. Parents are providing this voiceover, pretending to know exactly what the little munchkin is thinking, and they toss in some salty language here and there. Uh, one baby TikToker, Kaylee Varney, has over a half a million followers hanging on to her every word about her four-month-old Isla girl. Mm. I don't know. What about privacy? What is privacy? Speaking of babies and computers, what does a baby computer call its father? What does a baby computer call its father? Anyone? Data. Yes. Mm, I know. That was a rough one, too. I promise they're going to get better. Stick with me. Hey, if you're not already getting our newsletters, I want to make sure that you sign up right now. Head over to GetKim.com and join over 400,000 folks who get our newsletters every single day for TechSmart. You're going to love them, let me tell you. And rolling out soon, we have the afternoon life hack. So you don't want to miss that. Be a VIP right now and sign up over at GetKim.com. You ever sit back and wondering, like, why the heck did I get that particular ad on Facebook or Google or Amazon? And how did they know that I would be so interested in that? How are they targeting me? Okay, well, the answer is, yes, algorithms, tracking, data, advertisers. And then you may not know this, but they're actually bidding on your data. They're bidding on the opportunity to present you the ad. And how is it done so quickly? So all of a sudden that when you hit that Facebook page, that Google page, in a nanosecond, that ad for hiking in Patagonia that you were just thinking about or dreamt about is suddenly there on the screen. Okay. Well, joining us to talk all about this is an investigative data journalist for The Markup, John Keegan. When I read this story, I thought, oh my gosh, you guys and gals just have to know what's going on behind the scenes. John's recent piece is called How Your Attention is Auctioned Off to Advertisers, and he really explores this in depth. So we're going to talk about it, but that doesn't mean if you don't want to know more, you should actually go hunt down this article and read it. So, John, thanks for being here. Really wonderful investigative piece that you did. And... You know, we both know that there's this auction war going on behind the scenes. But what does that process look like for the advertiser? So imagine, for instance, um, what's happening is you're browsing a news website and you come across an article you want to click on. Let's say, for example, you had a family member that was going through some depression, okay? And you wanted to help them out. Maybe you've been doing some Google searches recently looking for information about this. And while you click on that link, just milliseconds before the page even loads, a signal is sent out to ad platforms that says there's an advertisement opportunity here on this webpage. A little bit of information about the device is sent along and a real-time auction happens to place that ad. So this is happening all in the blink of an eye. Multiple bidders are going to be looking at that information about you and about the article that you just clicked on and will decide whether they're going to spend a lot to get that ad in front of you. Now, if you had already been searching for depression, you might already have been put into a bucket of people with an interest in depression. And that means that, say, a pharmaceutical company looking to get ads in front of people who are interested in this topic might want to pay a premium. So they would place the highest bid and that ad gets delivered and it all happens in the blink of an eye. And I think so that if we could bring it down to maybe an example that people might know is that Say you want to buy a stock, 
and you want you go on your Fidelity account, whatever it is, you know, Morgan Stanley, whatever it is. And then you say, I'm going to buy this stock when it hits $12 and 30 cents a share. And so you don't have to do anything. It's all automated. And when the advertisers are doing this, do they say like how many people they want to reach, say in that example with depression? Well, what they're trying to do is advertisers basically don't want to waste any money on ads that are irrelevant to people. Okay. So we've all had the process sometimes when we're surfing the web, we come across an ad or like, why am I seeing this ad? It has nothing to do with me. And other times you see ads that are really dialed in. You're like, wow, that's creepy. I actually, I am planning a trip to this location uh, soon, right? So the difference you're seeing there is when targeted advertising is actually being used to great effect. The advertisers may not have a specific quantity in mind, but they want to know not just that you are, say, interested in depression, but maybe a little bit more about you. So advertisers want to know not that you just bought a certain brand of chips. They want to know what your motivations were. What else were you buying in your supermarket shopping cart that day? What job do you have? How do you vote? What stores do you go to? This paints a fuller picture and it also allows them to use artificial intelligence to kind of model audiences, people who might be likely to be interested in one topic or another. So how many different data points do you think these advertisers can clue in about a person in order to really say, uh, they're going to be going to Home Depot this weekend because they're going to start remodeling the kitchen. So I want to show them some designs and to really put some maybe Kohler brands in front of them. So when they get there, they check out those faucets versus something else. Yeah, that's a really good example. That includes a lot of interesting aspects. It could be your Google searches. It could be previous visits to say a place like Home Depot that you've been to on a regular basis, all of those clues are used to predict whether you're going to be a person who's going to respond to that ad. And then they measure, did you see the ad? Did you click on it? Did you pause while scrolling? All those little signals get fed back into this loop and they use it to refine these models continuously. So how do the advertisers get this information? Is it a culmination of where we each have a digital avatar somewhere in the cloud that keeps track of every little bit and thing that we do online and offline and then they can maybe fine tune that and say, this is the personality, these are the top characteristics that we need, even down to the zip code? Yeah, as I was saying before, there is literally thousands of these little uh, data points out there. It may seem like there's one giant file with all of your information in there, but it's really not like that. There are there are hundreds of companies in this space, and they're constantly taking information from all of these different aspects where your data touches a company. So, for instance, uh, when you shop at the supermarket, when you're driving around in your connected car, when you're waiting in line to vote, these and using apps and doing web searches. All of those are real examples where this information gets collected, analyzed, and associated with you. Now, your name might not be there, but your name is actually not that great of an identifier. There's lots of people with common names, but the constellation of data points that you particularly have, the routes you drive, the things you buy, the information that you seek out online, that is extremely identifying. All these companies claim that they aggregate this information or they anonymize it so it can't be traced back to you. But we actually know from research that 
location data and shopping data in particular are extremely distinct and can be used to re-identify individuals. So there's a big privacy element here. Sure. Um, people, I know there's a lot of privacy fatigue. People are kind of like, I'm being tracked everywhere, but this stuff does matter. And especially now, as a lot of the laws in the United States have changed recently, women seeking reproductive health, for instance, now this stuff actually has legal ramifications. So um, the, the, gr- the ground changes frequently. All right, John, here's the scoop. We need to hit the pause button for just a super tiny commercial break. Why? Because, well, uh, we have a lot of bills to pay, okay? But don't worry, when we get back to our chat, what I want to do is dive headfirst, if it's okay with you, in the nitty gritty of the data that these companies have on us. Because, you know, it's said that we just have this infinite amount of data that these big tech companies are tracking about this and these advertising companies. But not just that. I want to tackle about how we can give that data the old heave-ho. We can get rid of the data that they have collected on us. So I want you to stay with us. Now, folks, this is important information that you're not going to get anywhere else. And this is this reflects on the privacy or the lack of privacy, rather, that we have in our lives. So you want to stay right with us here with the Kim Commando Show. Don't leave us now. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, if you're just joining the convo on the show, we've been speaking with John Keegan. He's an investigative data journalist for the site, The Marka. And we've been talking about big tech and marketing companies who just collect this infinite amount of our personal details, and then they gather it all together and they sell it off to the highest bidder. So now, John, I want to dive into this whole idea of our personal data for sale. I want to go a lot deeper. Now, you, uh, you wrote about Xander, which I found fascinating. Uh, explain that to our listeners and then tell us what you found in your research. Sure. Uh, Xander is a, uh, an advertising platform uh, that uh, is owned by Microsoft, and they bought them from AT&T in 2021. This is a company that serves kind of both ends of the advertising industry, both advertisers and publishers who have to run the ads to make some money, right? Um, and so Xander, uh, they have on their website um, a place where they were um, kind of sharing information about this data marketplace they have. They bring in uh, data from 93 different data suppliers. So wow. advertisers can take their pick from different uh, different buckets of users. Um, so security researcher Wolfie Crystal pointed this file out to us and said, hey, you should take a look at this. It turned out to be 650,000 of these audience segments. These are wow. basically buckets of users. So um, maybe uh, they could be things like, um, you know, um, millennials uh, who like to go on vacation or Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you know, regular visitors. <laughs> but it can also be um, sensitive information like people who frequently buy pregnancy test kits or people who are prone to depression. So these are all examples of things that uh, we and we found thousands of those um, sensitive segments, which we were surprised to see. So 
How accurate do you think that data was or is? That's a great question. Um, one thing that we were, after talking to experts and showing them what we found, a lot of them reminded us, uh, this is a business that um, involves uh, marketing and branding uh, business to business. So if you're a data company and you have this collection of users, you're gonna make it sound as attractive as possible sure. to advertisers. So it may not be as accurate as it seems. We saw some um, about, about personality uh, traits and those we actually looked back and they were kind of like a personality test you might take to get a coupon. They weren't <laughs> like some you know, super smart algorithm that was deriving all the data points in your life. It was literally people who go through and pick a picture that represents a vacation they want to take. Or, so uh, it may not be as accurate as it, as it sounds. Or those ones on Facebook, what's your spirit animal? You know, like, like <laughs> not a snake, not a snake, just say not a snake. Um, can anybody just hop on and use these platforms like Xander? Uh, not really. They're 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 made for businesses who are you know in the advertising uh, industry, um, but you know users can explore some of this data that we have on our website. We built a nice little search tool where you can type in any topic, and it will show you all the audience segments that um, we found in the file related to that. Uh, and I I promise you, something in your life will show up in there because it's uh, it's it's amazing how granular this industry is. Uh, we've been packaged up and branded. Uh, by these ad companies for advertisers in every aspect of our life. Now, John, is there a, a place that somebody could see all the different data points, or if not all, say 80% of the data points that these advertisers know about them and, and maybe say, I know that there's always been some type of movement to say we want to see, we want to be able to remove what we don't want to have in this massive database of ourselves. Is there a place where you could actually see all this? Yes, some Americans have the right to request this information. There's no federal privacy law in the United States like there is in Europe. Uh, now, if you're a resident of California, Virginia, uh, Connecticut, Utah just passed the bill, um, there are some strong state privacy laws on the book that give you the right to request a full copy of your data. It's not easy. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. We had some readers trying to do this for a story and some of them didn't get their data back. But when you do get it back, it is enlightening. I made a request to uh, Experian, the uh, credit uh, bureau, mm -hmm. for a copy of my data. And it was a, a pile of paper <laughs> wow. about this thick with every residence I've been at, every bank account I ever opened. Um, but it had all the, also the information of the buckets that it put me in based on my finances, politics, uh, you know, employment, everything. So it, you, I, I recommend readers to to actually go try and do this. Uh, the big credit bureaus are a good place to start because they feed data out to so many different uh, places in the ecosystem. And there's usually a link at the bottom of the page in their privacy policy, which tells people how they can go about request information. Was there anything in there about you that just, you were like, whoa, what was that? Uh, not so much. Uh, it was, I think a lot of it was just, uh, you know, not that accurate. We had a reader who wrote into us after we did a story about Kroger supermarkets who requested his data from Food Lion. And his came back and said that he was in the 
economic category of tough times. <laughs> and he was surprised by that. He's like, oh, we do pretty well. He's like, I don't know why I was in that. The supermarket might have been a poorer area. Uh, but he was really kind of startled to see what group he had been put into without his knowledge. Well, you know, one time I looked at what Google thought about me. This goes back a couple of years. And it picked me as it said, first of all, it said I was a male. Well, I assure you, I'm a female. But I think because of my topics of interest, that includes you know, fast cars, you know, guns, um, a lot of tech, a lot of science. And all of a sudden it just said, oh, well, this must be a guy. Must be a guy. Which, no, Kim Commando, I'm not. I will tell you that. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. Again, this story is called How Your Attention is Auctioned Off to Advertisers. You can find that over at The Markup. Really enlightening things. And, um, John, if you ever do anything else like this, you always have an open invite to come on back on the show, please. Thanks for having me, Kim. I appreciate it. Nice you, talk. You betcha. All right. This, this tip is about these genius commands that you can use with your phone that you may not be using. Like, for example, I just used this one the other day, is that when you're wondering, like, what is that airplane above me? And I'm not going to say the wake words for these devices because everybody's devices will go crazy. I'm just going to give you out the commands. Like, you just have to say what flights are overhead. And then you see the carrier, the flight number, and altitude in just a few seconds. Now, what about the flashlight? Instead of fumbling around, just say, turn on the flashlight. And then you can also tell your phone, hey, turn off the flashlight too. Now, what if you are talking to somebody and they say, hey, let's get together next Tuesday. Or you think, wow, you know, I need to have a nail appointment next Friday. Then you can just say, add to my calendar and then give all the details. And then your assistant on your smartphone will just go ahead and do that. Uh, you can also set a timer. This is super handy when you're making, say, poached eggs or spaghetti or whatever it is, or you're trying to say, I'm not going to be picking up my phone for the next 10 minutes, you can just say, whatever the wake word is, set a timer. You can also silence your phone on your way into church. Just say, hey, silence my phone, and then that's it. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. All right, James in Houston, Texas. Oh, hi, Kim Commando. What a pleasure and honor it is to speak to you. I've listened to you for a long time. You're wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. I think you're pretty wonderful, too, James. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. So I, my, my question is about surveillance. My wife and I are headed to a foreign country, um, and we will be working with the government uh, in the Ministry of Education, but we were wanting to know uh, is there some sort of, uh, you know, what, what, how do we detect any surveillance devices that may be in the, in the apartment that we provided for us um, that, and something that we could either take or, or buy over there, you know, just to either know if, if we're being watched or maybe you know, disable it, scramble it, or, sure. or just remove it. So which country are you going to? Um, <clears throat> Uzbekistan. Okay. Um, I think my first call uh, would be to talk to somebody at the embassy or consulate 
just so that huh. you know what type of laws will cover surveillance and counter surveillance in that country. Okay, well, that's a good place to start. That, I didn't even think about asking the embassy. Yeah, so I would I would start there just to make sure. I don't want you to violate any local customs rules, anything like that, okay? Mm. So that said, uh, next, how do we find this stuff? Of course, uh, right. physical inspections. You, But keep in yeah. mind that these these hidden cameras can be in just about anything. You know, clock radios, even near the remote control for the TV could have a hidden camera. Okay. Well, we've been on your on your website, and so yes, we've learned some of those ingenious hidden places, like like Kansas soup and other things. From oh, yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy. A, a dehumidifier, right? Yeah, and so and I'm glad that you that because you know when you see those pictures, that's when you're like, whoa, they can put these cameras anywhere, right? Would would never have thought of that, right? And so next, you want to use a flashlight. Dark areas uh, and many lenses will reflect light that can help you find hidden cameras. There's also cool. a, a device called an RF signal detector. Uh, um, we've actually um, put that in our cart, Amazon cart, from your recommendation. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, then you also, what you want to do is when you get there, you want to look at the Wi-Fi network and look at the network itself. Uh, there's, uh, there are some apps that you can put on your phone, and it will tell you what devices are hooked up to that network. Now, that's not a fail-safe mm. thing, but what you do is you look and see how many MAC addresses – or how many okay. different devices are on the Wi-Fi network. And then you can say, oh, well, I've got three, and my lovely bride has four, so there should be seven. Oh, wait, there's ten. Hmm, mm. what else could they be? Okay, maybe maybe yes. one's the television. Okay, maybe one is a smart speaker. Maybe, you know, whoever, you know. The refrigerator. Maybe, yes, exactly. Or, the ring doorbell or, you know, it goes on and on. So you start counting up all the devices. Um, I see. One of the, the things that, I have done, and I actually found some hidden cameras in a vacation rental this way, is that when I turned on the wow. TV, is that I just kept scanning up the dial. And so you have, of course, your local channels, and then you have maybe right. your news channels, and then you have your movie channels, and then you have your music channels, your pay-per-view channels. And if you keep going up, up, ups, what I saw were cameras that were outside the vacation rental, although it wasn't disclosed mm -hmm. to me that, it, you know, and didn't have to because they mm -hmm. weren't inside because it was a public uh, area. It wasn't in a private area. So there was no reasonable expectation for privacy. But I was able to find the uh, I was able to find those cameras that way. Uh, wow. Now, of course, you know, once you're there, you want to use maybe encrypted messaging apps, uh, VPN uh, you know, good password management, two-factor authentication, good things like that. But again, I, I, I'm glad that you have that in the car because I think that RF detector was something that I would definitely bring. But I just want you to make sure, like I said in the beginning, that you're just you're not going to violate anybody's rules by doing this. Mm, sure. Now, would it, it it will detect wired um, connections or no? I mean, is will it only detect wireless? devices? Well, the RF is a radio frequency signal that's being sent from the surveillance devices. Okay. So, I gotcha. okay. So that's going to be wireless. And so as wired. far as wired, that's where we're going to use an app and look at the different devices that are connected to the network. I see. So that this way we're going to add them all together. You know, it's, it's kind of a creepy thing that you even have to worry about this, quite frankly. Yes. You yes. Why, why are you concerned? 
Well, since we're 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 going over there, and we'll be, um, like I said, we're working with the government, but we just we just want to be careful. You know, it's it's not necessarily that we've been told this, but we we just want to be cautious. We if we're going to a foreign country and going to live in government provided housing, sure, I would. I would rather know that it's clean than just presume that it's clean or, or live in fear, wondering, you know, are they listening? Are they right. watching? Well, and so we, yeah. we thought you might be able to at least offer some, some tips and some, some suggestions. Well, so, yeah. So I think if you go through all that stuff, quote unquote, that we just talked about, I think that's great. Yes. Uh, and then, then I bet you the local consulate or embassy, they're going to have some information for you, too, about – Maybe some, you could ask them, has there ever been any experiences like this in the past that we need to be aware of? Uh, and just really get into their brain a little bit to see what else you can learn. And I'm glad that you have that in the cart. And if you need any other help after you speak to the consulate, just give me a call back. I'm always right here for you. Hey, if you're not already following us on social media, stop ghosting me. Head over to Instagram.com slash Kim Commando, Facebook.com slash Kim Commando, Twitter.com slash Kim Commando, Threads.com slash Kim Commando. Although I don't know what that whole deal with Threads is. I'm not convinced it's going to be the whole home run that a lot of these tech blogs are. But anyway, I'm at Kim Commando everywhere. All right. Advertisers, you know, are notorious for watching what we do and where we go online because that's how they make their money. But here's a secret that the online advertisers don't want you to know. Think of all those cookies that you leave, this trail whenever you're online. They can be useful, like, say, to remember what's in your shopping cart, but they can also be pretty invasive. So advertisers love cookies because they can help customize all the ads that you see. And if the ads appeal to you, okay, this makes sense, is that you're more likely to click on them, which gives them a higher return on investment. Okay, so now for the secret. You can opt out of advertising cookies. You have to go to this address, optout.aboutads.info. And I know that's a mouthful. I'll post it on our social media, but it's optout.aboutads.info. It's a mouthful. Again, just look at our social media and I'll put a link there. Hey, do me a solid. Tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and podcast because knowledge is power. And you can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.